Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. My name is Ben Johnson. Thank you so much for joining me. Remember, if you like the show, please help to spread the word by leaving a comment or a star rating with your podcast provider. That will help to raise the profile of the show, increase listenership and help us to create even more content in the future. Remember to log on to KungFuMovieGuide.com for all the latest martial arts movie reviews and you can and get in touch with me via all the usual KFMG pod social media channels. We are on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. That way you will never miss an episode. And boy, oh boy, what an episode we have for you today. Okay, without any further ado, let's get on with it. Here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. hello foo followers around the world wherever you are wherever you're tuning in from i hope you're well welcome to the kung fu movie guide podcast i am speaking to you from a surprisingly sunny london town here in the uk and boy oh boy have we got some great guests on today's show to celebrate the uk release of the all-star action-packed martial arts extravaganza accident man which is available from today on uk digital download and dvd courtesy of sony pictures home entertainment we have not one but two of the film stars on today's show so we have the wonderful amy johnston on today's podcast amy plays jane the ripper in the movie the wyoming born hollywood based amy johnston is a martial arts prodigy uh, and has moved from stunt work on big productions like uh, captain america the winter soldier uh, where she worked as a stunt double for scarlett johansson 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 one of those uh to leading her own action films uh, she starred in the films lady blood fight uh, and female fight squad which is also known as uh, female fight club Amy is wonderful in both of those movies uh, and we get to talk about her life and career and also uh, her work in Accident Man in which she actually gets probably the best fight scene in the film there's some really good fight scenes in uh, uh, in Accident Man but uh, she gets to have a duel with uh, the film's co-writer, producer and star Scott Adkins uh, right at the end of the movie and that is very exciting indeed and this is also quite exciting because I managed to meet up with Scott last week at the U. UK big screen premiere of Accident Man, uh, which was showing as part of the Fighting Spirit Film Festival, which took place 
in Scott's home city of Birmingham here in the UK. It was a wonderful event and it was great to see so many awesome people there, so many talented filmmakers and martial artists and film writers, bloggers. Uh, I just wanted to personally thank Sue Cole uh, and the whole Fighting Spirit Film Festival team for for putting on the event. It was a wonderful event uh, and also for arranging this conversation with Scott as well. So uh, thank you very much, Sue. Sue is currently organising the next big Fighting Spirit event, uh, which should hopefully take place later this year. Uh, For more information about all of that and all the hard work that Sue and the team put in, go to fightingspiritfilmfestival.com. So Scott was around for interviews just before the screening of Accident Man and I did manage to grab him for a quick uh, 10 minute chat which you'll hear in a moment. Obviously being that we were short on time this was more of a quick uh, catch up and it was also a chance for me to ask him some more silly uh, quick fire questions which he seemed to take in good spirit anyway so uh, thank you very much uh, Scott for humouring me, Uh, much appreciated Uh, if you do want to hear Scott discuss uh, his life and career in a bit more detail then check out episode 18 of the show uh, which was recorded last summer uh, and we did we covered a lot of ground in that interview so uh, if you do want to hear uh, more from Scott then go back and check that episode out before we get into that a quick word about Accident Man uh, which is definitely a slight departure from your usual uh, Scott Adkins movie it's very much a dark uh, comedy based on one of Scott's favourite uh, comic books as a kid um, created by Pat Mills and Tony Skinner Pat Mills is probably best known as, uh, he's referred to as the godfather of British comics. Uh, He famously created the 2000 AD comic, which featured uh, Judge Dredd, as well as other characters. Accident Man is very much a contemporary take on the comic. Uh, Scott's playing the central role as uh, the potty-mouthed expert assassin Mike Fallon. He's a deadly hitman and he makes all of his kills look like accidents. He works with a team of equally outlandish, over-the-top characters. Some of those characters are played by some of the best uh, martial arts movie stars in the business right now, uh, including Darth Maul himself, Ray Park, uh, Black Dynamite and Spawn star Michael Jai White, and of course the incredible Amy Johnston, uh, who we will hear from in a moment. So, to give you a flavour of the type of movie it is, uh, here is a clip from the trailer. So you're watching a trailer, right? You want to know what the movie's about? Well, allow me to explain. The name's Fallon. And I'm an assassin. Yeah, yeah, I know. You've already seen all the assassin movies and all their sequels, right? You seem pretty unscathed. Well, I don't bruise easy. See, everyone's got a gimmick. Carnage Cliff, he's a butcher. Specialises in severed heads and chopped off limbs. Mick and Mac, ex-special forces. Turbocharged soldiers of fortune. Jane the Ripper, she's the honey trap killing machine. And Poison Pete, well, you can work that one out for yourself, can't you? And as for me, well, I make them look like accidents. Well, well, there we go. The trailer there for Accident Man. The film is directed by Jesse V. Johnson and uh, the action is provided by former podcast guest Tim Mann. Uh, Tim was a guest on episode 19 of the show. So if you want to hear him talk about uh, creating the film's wonderful fight sequences, uh, and there are many wonderful fight sequences in this movie, uh, then go back and check out that episode of the podcast. So the DVD comes out today here in the UK, April 16th. It's been readily available in the US for some time, uh, but uh, as per usual, uh, the UK is is always late to the party with this uh, sort of thing. But um, 
But hey, it's out now, so make sure you head out and purchase a copy of the movie. Um, or else Scott Adkins might come round and, I don't know, do some Boyka-style damage to your car or something. Uh, anyway, if you do choose to pirate the thing, it's your own silly fault, quite frankly, because the DVD has a ton of cool extras on it. I've been lucky enough to have been sent a uh, check disc of the DVD, so I can vouch for the quality. Uh, there's a great audio commentary on there from Scott Adkins uh, with the film's co-writer, Stu Small. And the two making of featurettes on there, one of which focuses purely on on how they film those remarkable fight scenes. Uh, And that's a great insight into Scott and Jesse and Tim's approach uh, and process to to filming fight scenes. So, yes, definitely buy your copy of the movie on DVD uh, to uh, check out all of that extra goodness. Okay, you've probably skipped through all of that anyway just to get to the interviews, which uh, which is fair enough, I guess. Uh, so you'll hear my interview with Amy Johnston uh, in a sec, but before that, here's a few brief and downright silly words uh, from a man who needs no introduction. He's one of the hardest working actors in martial arts movies right now, returning to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast for round two. It is the one and only Scott Adkins. So, Scott, um, accident man, big screen, here in your hometown. You must yes. be very excited. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, this is the place where I first found the comic. Yeah. Well, Sutton Caulfield, just north of Birmingham. Sure. But, uh, yeah, here we are for the UK premiere in a place, actually, where I used to come here to get my in the days before the internet if you're going to send a VHS, a VHS off to America like yeah. your showreel yeah, yeah. you'd have to come here and get it changed from PAL to NTSC and this is where I would always come the custard factory wow okay yeah. so this Full has circle, a mate. yeah well, the guy used to say have you not made it yet yeah. <laughs> he'd be joking have you not made it yet I'm, I'm working on it I'm working on it yes yes well I've fucking made it now mate yeah <laughs> So this must feel like I mean how because I was trying to think like the seeing Scott Adkins films on the big screen I remember Expendables two obviously recently um, for Doctor Strange um, just seeing your movies on the big screen it's a rare it's kind of it's a rare thing isn't it it is yeah and it's nice to watch it with an audience so I'm looking forward to that because that'll be the first time um, seeing Accident Man with an audience I actually watched it at Pinewood actually that, yeah yeah that was, that was, when, we the, that was when we spoke yeah. uh, on the screen they had there but yeah. with, there was only about three or four of us yeah so that'd be nice to see yeah. the reaction yeah what people think Accident Man as well as a light hearted feel uh, it looks like Debt Collector as well has got a certain comic element to it um I mean, I'm, I'm projecting there just from what I've seen. Uh, is, am I right in saying that some of the choices that you're making now is you're looking at some more, you know, character-driven stuff, maybe something that's a bit lighter? Is that fair to say? Well, what we did for Deck Collector is it's a script that uh, Jesse wrote, but we brought in Stu Small, who wrote Accident Man with me, yeah. to polish the script dialogue-wise and you know Jesse knew at that point having done Accident Man that I could be a bit wittier than what people had thought I could be in previous movies where they gave me no dialogue yeah. and just wanted me to pull a stern face yes um, so you know we're continuing that trend uh, you, you see it in Triple Threat as well 
Um, so this is Jesse's uh, um, sort of influence then. Well, remember when I did Accident Man, Jesse saying, are you sure you can handle all this dialogue? Which, you know, I'd written with Stu. And it's like, well, yeah, I've written it. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Um, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> uh, but now he knows. So we did that for Triple Threat. And we, it's in Debt Collector. And uh, yeah, we're working on a new one at the moment, which we're going to film hopefully in England. Great. And uh, it'll be the same thing again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so at the moment, you're enjoying a bit of downtime, or are you? I'm getting ready up? for my next project. Um, yeah. I'm off in two weeks. I can't say what it is you can't yet, say but what it is. Uh, people are going to be quite happy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, I won't you, pressure you might on think that. you know, but I don't think you do. Is it a don't let the goatee fool you of any kind? Don't let the goatee fool you. Fantastic. Okay. Well, we'll leave that uh, as a leading uh, leading yeah. thing. Um, so I wrote down some funnies, and uh, I'm going to try these out on here. Um, okay. What was the last accident you were involved in? Coming to oh, okay. So I'm a, I'm a good husband. Yeah. And my wife's pregnant. And congratulations. Uh, thank you. And I said, I'll get you a cup of tea. She said, Yeah, yeah. I'll have a cup of tea in the morning. This was. Do you want yeah. a cup of tea? I always go and get her a cup of tea hot herbal tea nice and I've put it on a tray and my daughter wants her honey nut uh, Cheerios so I'm going up the stairs with the tray and I've slipped up the steps uh, that banged the tray down covered myself in milk and Ooh. honey nut Cheerios and the hot herbal tea had burnt my hand look. oh dear and it was actually quite painful yes that hot herbal tea you've got to watch out for that it's uh, scolding so that was a legitimate accident you must have hurt yourself more on movie sets though than it's uh, a bit of uh, hot tea or is uh, I'm telling you mate that was bad that was bad that yeah. really hurt yeah yeah okay but on the, on the whole you're not very accident prone uh, no no you don't stub your toe mm, every now and then yeah 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 I hurt myself more than other people hurt me like you know yeah. pulling muscles and damaging ligaments trying yeah. to do stupid stuff <laughs> Yeah. There's a question here I wrote down, which I'd intrigued to see what your um, uh, your response would be. So, okay, you're required to leap off a two-story building. This is for a film, mm-hmm. uh, but due to budget cuts, you can't find a stunt double. Right? Do you do it yourself or take the stairs? <laughs> I, I do it myself. Would you still do it yourself? Two-story building. So one, two, two stories. Two-story oh, building. You're weighing it up. <laughs> so ground first, second. Sure. Well, is there a crash mat? Is there's there a, a, is oh, there yeah, boxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it myself. Yeah? Yeah. There's a bit in Ninja 2, I think it is, where you do a similar jump, and I think you do like a backflip as well at the same time. Uh, and I remember your comment was, I think you said something like, you know, there was years ago, it was quite fearless there. Were you still, you still have that... Uh, that fearless streak you do a stunt like that well this is the thing you go into these movies and you get a bit older and once you've had a really bad injury you you think you're invincible before that and then yeah. like my knee injury and stuff so you 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 you'll you doubt yourself and rightfully so because you don't want to get injured and mess the film up so you want i always want to do more but sometimes you think well maybe i better not because if i do get injured um what are we going to do then yeah uh, but i try to do as much as i can if it's a jump into some crash mat or something I'd do it you'd do that yeah. yeah I mean I'd do it onto the ground without the crash mat um, if it was the last day yeah <laughs> didn't you do it with accident man you saved wasn't that a, there was a stunt that yeah, you had to do for uh, this yeah the guy off the bike yeah um, we saved that to the last day just, just in, case. in case and the, the last shot you know it's bloody 
six o'clock in the morning the sun's about to come up and I've got to do the big stunts of the movie oh. uh, and when they got brought the bike there it was like Jesus the, uh, hand, the handlebars are quite high I've got to get over those first <laughs> uh, but yeah we did it no problem first take okay you've got a day off do you go to the gym or do you stay in get a pizza and watch a box set <laughs> I go to the gym you go to the gym on a day off um, do you get well, a day off I, I go to the gym yeah I go to yeah, the gym yeah. I don't consider that a day off sure. no I consider that a day off yeah okay yeah okay to be honest when I'm working it's hard to be structured with your training regimen yeah. so it's nice to not be working to then get back into the groove of some routine training you haven't enjoyed any box sets lately you're watching like um, The Crown I don't I don't watch a lot of TV you know yeah I, I like to watch films and get in and get out yeah if it goes on for too long I, I get a bit bored sure Sure. Yeah, because yeah. you know it lulls a bit, and they're like some episodes are like, you know, well these ones will be a bit shit, but we want to hold back something good for the end. Yeah, I feel it's one of they do that. Sure, to be honest. sure. Not every episode is brilliant. That's right. Most of the time. Yeah. I mean, okay, if it's break, even with Breaking Bad. Yeah, there well, were some that's, slow ones. That's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 Um, would you consider when the wife was doing his head in? Yeah. Like, Shut <laughs> up. Let him do it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, would you consider a TV like uh, going into something like that? I mean, I know it's it's demanding yeah, uh, time. Absolutely, it? because yeah. uh, there's more money in it. To be quite frank with yeah, you, yeah. and um, that's the way uh, things have gone. Um, but personally, I don't have enough time to be watching the TV, especially when it's the binge aspect yeah, of it. Yeah. In the old days, I mean, you make sure you watch it every week, uh, but uh, you find yourself just that's all you're watching for long periods of time it's quite investment before in you know it's three in the morning and exactly yeah, yeah. yeah yeah okay you're at an airport you spot someone using the free wi-fi to stream one of your movies illegally what do you do Ooh. <laughs> would you, do you would you go over and have a word would you do that i would i you would, would have i would word. say all right mate what are you watching and <laughs> does he recognize me at this point yeah maybe he doesn't Oh, yeah. Or her. This film called Accident Man. What's it like? Oh, it's pretty good, actually. Have you paid for it? <laughs> no. Why would I do that? And then I would smash the <laughs> shit out of him. Sure, yeah. Just, <laughs> just grab the laptop. Yeah, and I'd just... go to jail like Conor sure. McGregor. <laughs> yeah. I would just start smashing him up. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I would smash him up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But I would definitely call him out on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody came up to me not long ago. Um, it happens a lot. Um, stopped me in the street and said oh, I've just watched your new film Accident Man it was in England it was about a month ago so oh so you downloaded it for free did you yeah like, straight away I couldn't even stop myself <laughs> you and said it was that really, yeah, I yeah, could, yeah. Like, yeah you know it's not out in England yes what I said to her was can you please though do me a favour and make sure you go out and, uh, and, yes. and buy it when it comes yeah. out because you know it's not gonna, we're not going to make any money if people yeah. keep downloading yeah, yeah. stuff for free I'm a broken record every interview I do I say the same stuff but it's just you know it's very difficult well, it's tricky when it's like, yes, you, you're I don't want to have to do Accident Man 2 in 16 days. Yeah, of course. I prefer to have 24 yeah. at least, yeah. which is difficult enough. Yeah. You know. So that leads on nicely to this question. If, if I can find where I've bloody uh, written this. I did these on the train on the way up. Uh, if, you, if I gave you 20 million quid and three months uh, to make a movie, what would you make? Oh, I would have made Accident Man, ah, okay, but fine. I've already made it now. Yeah. That was the the, the that dream was the project. One. project. So now I, I do Accident Man too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, no, let me think. 
Um, what does that extra money and extra time actually afford you? I mean, you you can still do your dream projects in the in the the time frames and the money that that you have, or what would what would have in that extra cushion there? Well, for instance, in Accident Man, there's a bit where a car I shoot the wheel and it and it it uh, crushes the writer actually. Uh, what we wanted to do was have a car, have him be in a phone box, and he, every m- morning he makes a phone call to his mistress just before he goes to see her, and we're going to have the car smash through the, the phone box. Yeah. Um, and we couldn't do that because of budget. Sure. You make it slicker and you have more time to do things, uh, you know, be more considered with the, the framing and the camera angles and, you know, just make it better all round. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you, I don't even need 30 million. Um I, I wouldn't waste money, but you know we could definitely do with some more. But it's difficult if it's an independent film, yeah. Especially these days. When I started, an independent movie had seven weeks, and that was difficult. And now we're not shooting on film, so it's actually quicker. But I'm forced to do films in three weeks sometimes now, so yeah. very difficult. Yeah, four weeks for accident. Man. <laughs> Put me on a downer now. <laughs> no, we'll bring it back <laughs> up. Who would you most like Boyka to fight? In Undisputed Five, Steven Seagal, Mike Tyson, or Conor McGregor. You may well be joining Boyka in uh, the whatever Russian jail he's in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what well, you'd get Conor McGregor, wouldn't you? You would. Because he's yeah, the biggest star on the planet right yeah. now. Um, but whether he'd um, do as I tell him in the fight <laughs> sequences, you know, but. Fuck you! <laughs> you wouldn't want to lose, would he? No. So, well, he could team up with neither Boyka, would neither would uh, any of them. Neither would any of them, to be fair. No, no. Well, maybe just uh, put Seagal in there and give him a real good beating. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Boyka may be the most complete fighter, but could he beat John Wick? Well, no, because Boyka's not about all the guns. Mike Fallon would, would have a better chance with John yeah, Wick, Yeah, yeah, sure. Boyka's a straight-up... I mean, you put John Wick and Boyka in a ring with no guns. Yeah, Boyka's uh, Boyka coming wins, out But if it's on the street with Berettas and stuff, sure, then uh, John Wick's going to do him, isn't he? Of course he, he is, yeah yeah. 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 You're on the phone to your agents. You can either have a supporting role in the new Avengers movie or a role in one of Terrence Malick's new art films. What do you choose? Yeah, I'd go for the Avengers. You would? I would. Yeah. I'm not pretentious. I'm not nothing against Terrence Malick. I enjoy it. Yeah. But I, I also enjoy a good, uh, you know, I like popcorn entertainment yes. stuff as well. Yes. Yeah, More, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And that's the truth of it. Yeah. So you're still, um, you know, uh, willing There's to... There's the business get... side of it as well. You yeah, know that yeah. that's going to set you up yes, for life and yes. for bigger things, whereas yeah. the, the Terrence Malick film, not so much. Yeah. I mean, it might get you an Oscar. Sure. Uh, but maybe not. Do you want an Oscar? But answer? the Avengers, that's going to put you on a big platform, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I hope I have time just for like this one. Do one they more give me any words in this one or do they not like, yeah. like in the last Marvel film? Last question. Would you rather have a star on the Hollywood Boulevard or a statue in Sutton Coalfield? Uh, on, on the Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Because I'd feel, you know, this is where I live. Yeah. So I'd feel like a real ass <laughs> yeah. Driving by your statue every yeah. day. Yeah. Like Rocky. Throwing my helmet at it. Yeah. Scott, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, mate. Cheers, man. Thank you. Okay, great stuff. Great to hear from Scott there. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, 
as I say, if you if you do want to hear a more in-depth interview with Scott, then do check out uh, episode 18 of the show. Scott's got a got a whole heap of movies coming out in 2018, so it's a great year for Scott Adkins fans. Uh, there's a sci-fi movie coming out called Incoming. Uh, the trailer is out there now, so go and check that out. There is also The Debt Collector, co-starring Lewis Mandalore. That's directed by Accident Man's Jesse V. Johnson. And Scott also has a role in Jesse's uh, upcoming all-star martial arts flick, Triple Threat, uh, which I believe is coming out in the summer. And Scott has just wrapped on another movie, uh, this time in China, which sees him reunite with his Black Mask 2 collaborator, Andy On. Uh, that movie was called Twilight Zodiac, but I believe uh, it's now changed to be called Abduction. So plenty to look forward to this year if you're a Scott Adkins fan. And there's also that secret project that he mentioned in our chat, uh, which even off mic, he, he, he didn't tell me any more details about that. So uh, your guess is as good as mine as to what that uh, might be. Anyway, whatever that project is, we will be sure to keep you all posted uh, via the Kung Fu Movie Guide. Now, okay, Amy Johnston. Right, so I think the first time I heard of Amy was probably via her YouTube videos. Uh, specifically the video Amy vs. Many, uh, which I don't know if you've seen, but if you haven't, it's definitely worth going onto YouTube and checking out. It started life as a, as a pre-viz thing, uh, and it went viral a few years ago. Uh, and it's it's got over 2 million views now on YouTube. Uh, it's a fantastic clip. There's also another stunning and quite brutal video that she did a few years back called uh, Amy vs. Seven, uh, which is definitely well worth a look uh, if you want to go and check that out. Uh, Amy made her starring role debut in 2016 in the film Lady Blood Fight. That was an all-female remake of the Van Damme classic Bloodsport. Uh, and she followed this up with Female Fight Squad, uh, which has just got its DVD release here in the UK under the title Female Fight Club. Amy has also recently launched her own web series on YouTube. It's called Hero Training, in which she features great stunt performers and action stars, choreographers and martial artists. Uh, and she goes into their training regimes and they have a chat. It's, it's very good uh, and I do uh, highly recommend it. Go and subscribe to Amy's YouTube channel uh, for all her latest Hero Training shows. She is also starting prep for a new movie called The Gates. This is based on another incredible uh, short film starring Amy. Uh, written, directed and produced by Kelly Madison. You can watch that on YouTube right now and uh, I very much recommend that you do. It's very good indeed and they are turning that short into a feature film. So very excited about that looks like a great role for amy and that should be very exciting indeed so we will of course keep you posted on all the latest amy johnston developments on the kung fu movie guide do follow us on social media on facebook on twitter and instagram okay here we go then without further ado let's talk accident man martial arts and movies with the great amy johnston Were you over in the UK for Accident Man then? Yeah, yeah. I was over there, uh, when was that? Late 2016, I believe. Sure, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that was. I loved being there. Actually, I was uh, staying in Shoreditch area for a while, and it was actually sure. a cool little spot. Yeah, it's kind of like a trendy East End of, uh, yeah. of London. Yeah, yeah, some good coffee, good little cafes. Yeah. That must have been a fun project to work on. It was a dream because you know a lot of my um, heroes <laughs> were there, yeah. and I was able to work with them. And you know, Scott Adkins, I've been looking up to him for a while because he's, you know, really. Um, doing well with the genre that he's in same yeah. with michael jai white and ray park's really awesome and then we had some wonderful actors ray stevenson and yeah. uh david pamer ashley green it was just a fabulous shoot and i really loved working with the director jesse johnson yeah. he's uh he's very laid back and easy to work with and and fun and intuitive and uh awesome with action obviously so yeah, it yeah. was it was a blast, and I got to fight Scott, so I, it didn't get much better for me. Yeah, so the first, uh, I think that was the first image that came out of that movie was you in a sort of uh, throwing Scott to the ground in a, in a, in a pretty awesome uh, photo. So your character is Jane the Ripper, which already sounds quite exciting. Uh, what's the general vibe? Are you, a, you're, are you an assassin? So it's based off a comic book, Accident Man, and uh, my character Jane the Ripper is an assassin and works with... Uh, the team of assassins, me and Scott and uh, uh, several other very colorful characters. And um, one way or another, we end up having to go against each other, but I would not tell you the reason why. (laughs) But (laughs) but yeah, it's just full of so much fun and not just great action, but really awesome characters. Just, uh, you know, very, very fun to watch. So this is working with Tim Mann, the fight choreographer who's been working a lot with Jesse and and Scott uh, for the past few movies. He's got a real great uh, style, uh, hasn't he, to his uh, action choreography and the way that Scott does things, the way he positions the camera. It's very handheld. It's very close. There's not much room for stunt doubling and, th- and that kind of thing. How did you take to, to that then, that, that kind of uh, filming? Yeah, well, first of all, I absolutely loved working with Tim Mann. I think he's incredibly talented. And he designs action not just for what he thinks is cool, but also in addition to what he thinks is best suited for the character and for the actor, actress, or martial artist. Because a lot of times things are choreographed in a way that don't really fit the body or needs of what's happening in the story. And uh, Tim Mann really uh, coordinates and choreographs things uh, in a way that makes sense with everything and flows really really well and um you know scott and tim and jesse really love uh keeping the camera pretty stationary for most of the time they don't need to play with special camera tricks and movement in order to make the action look good because they they make sure they hire people who can really um you know are able to act and as well do the action that they need which is rare but it looks great when you when you get the combo yeah, yeah, it does. But does that mean you've just got to be on your A game sort of pretty much, you know, from from day one? Is that sort of how that works? Yeah, definitely a lot of pressure. And just working with all of them was a lot of pressure because I, I really wanted to make sure that I, uh, you know, made a good impact and that they uh, thought I was worthy of their time, you know. Yeah. I, I, and but, but I feel that on every job, honestly. I um, it, From the smallest job to the biggest job, I just want to do the best job I can possibly because I don't want to 
to regret anything. And also, I just want to keep working. You know, I yeah. love what I do. I interviewed Scott just as he'd seen the first sort of rough cut of Accident Man. Uh, yeah. And you can tell he was very, you know, he's very passionate. He's very proud uh, of this movie because obviously, you know, he's written the thing as well as sort of uh, co-produced it as well. Did you get a sense from him of just sort of, you know, how passionate he, he was about the project? Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, Scott, as he says in several interviews, um, this has been his kind of passion project and he's always loved the character and the comic book and you could see his passion. He He was filled with so much passion, but he was also, you know, doing so many things, wearing so many hats. So it was really um inspiring to watch him do all of that and i honestly believe this is going to be one of his best films because i think this character suits him so well he just he just fits right in so perfectly a lot of buzz around you as well though amy for this uh, for this role uh, you know it's it must be quite an exciting you know thing to be a part of there's so many great names in this movie and you're you know up there front and center as well uh you must be pretty excited Yes, I'm super yeah. excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, I can never get too excited because with this industry, it's it's it'll play with your emotions and put you on a roller coaster. So I always try to remain uh, logical and not overly excited, but I'm I'm definitely yeah. excited without going crazy. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get that Im- impression from quite a few actors that I speak to who you know have uh, you know you're sort of hedging your bets because I guess once you've done your job but then you know it's it might not be you know a year or so later till you actually see the movie it's completely out of your hands as well isn't it like what that your performance is actually going to look like so are you I guess there's what cautious optimism <laughs> is that yeah, the best yeah, way to put it exactly yeah. it's kind of <laughs> yeah it's kind of uh, like you're in a relationship 100% with somebody and you're lo- in love and then you break it off and yeah. don't see that person for a year or something as soon as I do a job or as soon as I do an audition I'm on to the next one because if I start thinking about the past and thinking about how great things are going to be when the film comes out then I have these expectations to live up to and you know I, um, it's it's hard to reach those full expectations so I just try to remain uh, optimistic yes uh, grateful yeah. and just keep moving forward I've killed many men with this pole, but still, I don't want to kill you yet. I'm definitely more focused on the acting right now. Yeah. Um, trying to work smart and not overly hard um, because I'm trying to position myself in the right direction without getting stuck, if that makes sense. Um, I, I, I love action, but I don't want to do it forever uh, yeah. just because of... You know, I've been doing martial arts all my life, and I love it, and it's always going to be a passion. However, there'll there will be an age where I won't be as capable, and that's just me being logical. And so, I'm trying sure. to uh, create a path in a way that will prepare me for when that day comes, so right. I can kind of uh, <laughs> blend things together a little better and not just be stuck on on something that I've been doing. You know, a lot of times, yeah. a lot of like athletes, they'll they'll be kind of stuck in that situation where they you know they just focus so much on their athleticism and then they get to a point where they're like ah crap you know what do I do now okay maybe some endorsements you know it's I'm trying to uh blend the acting more now so that hopefully later on um I won't have to hurt my body as much to be quite frank with you yeah 
Well, Jackie Chan's still out there jumping around. He's <laughs> amazing, and I, I, yeah. I think he's an alien. Yeah, however, he, he's, he must just, be. However, he's broken, you know, so many of his bones, yep. and he's really hurt himself. All in the love of just entertainment, he, yeah. he's incredible. But um, I'm trying to maintain my body as much as I possibly can while doing as much awesome action as I can while I can <laughs> yeah yeah well it, it's that longevity and looking at the long game isn't it I mean if you're if you're in a position now where you're like well I want to spend the next however many years working in this industry uh then yeah you got you you got to set the, the groundwork in now haven't you really Amy I think so and I think it's a little different for men you know women uh a lot of times are on camera because they're pretty and that will go away <laughs> so there's so this like uh this gap where you really have to hit certain things, hit certain marks and uh, do certain things before you shrivel away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Your body well that, that happens yeah. to guys as well. I can assure you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so what are the main barriers to you right now with regards to that? Or, or are you finding, are you getting a, a, diverse amount of roles being sent to you or what's it like at the moment uh yeah at the moment like you said uh it's you know a lot of action things are coming my way so you know some are good some are some are not great uh but because i am in the action genre a lot of the times it's it the stories are so focused on the action and so um i'm always looking for more in-depth character work and that's why i'm actually really loving uh working with kelly madison for the gate uh so we we created a short film uh a little bit ago a while ago maybe a year and a half ago i forget but uh we've been pitching that around and we're creating that into a film and um i really love working with her because she she balances the female character out really nicely with you know, being strong, but also feminine at the same time. Within the last year, we've seen Wonder Woman, Atomic Blonde, The Villainess from South Korea, which was a fantastic film. Um, There's uh, a real good time for female-led action movies at the moment it it, it seems um I think so, yeah. yeah i'm just wondering how you you've been doing this for about a decade or so now amy so i'm just wondering you know is now the time where you've seen you know a big um resurgence in this yes i think so definitely and maybe it's more because i'm more f- uh focused on it now as well yeah. but but there's definitely a shift uh you know there's definitely a movement as we've been seeing with females and uh empowerment and yes, a lot of great films coming out. So it's a wonderful time to be involved in action. There's so many TV shows and movies. The only the only problem is it's difficult to uh, be seen as an actor instead of a stunt person when you've done more of that. So that's that's where my problem uh, yeah. comes in because a lot of these action films and TV shows are basing uh, their stories or casting actors that you know are known as actors so that's that's where my lack of balance comes in and that's where i'm that's what i'm trying to work on right now is is promoting myself as an actor that can do her own action as opposed to a stunt person who also acts yeah 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 because the danger is being pigeonholed isn't it really i guess yeah that's that's exactly what i'm saying yeah yeah Yeah. and and that that happens very often and i'm very aware of it so um but yeah, like I said, I'm just trying to create my own content at this point now and direct my own things to, um, 
you know, express myself as well as uh, create good content that I want to be involved in. The films you have done, I mean, I could uh, roll off quite a few names of some of the awesome uh, women that you've worked with. Zoe Bell, uh, Female Fight Squad had Courtney Palm in it, Levy uh, Tran, Michelle Gonzalez, Lady Blood Fights, uh, Mai Ling Ong, Jenny Wu, Jen Trantner. There's so, so many awesome people. What's that community like? It seems like, you know, everyone's you know, in each other's films, everyone's hanging out together. It's a very supportive <laughs> community. Is it? Is it? Is it like that? That's what it seems from the from the outside. Yes, those are all amazing women that you just uh, talked about. They're all extremely supportive, and uh, you know, we all kind of gather together to help push each other forward. And uh, it's very inspiring to see them do well. And you know, I. I hope that all women can look at each other like that because it's so easy to become catty. But, you know, everyone's doing their own thing. And if we can help push each other up, that's a plus. I grew up watching Michelle Yeoh and she just like started it all for me because she, in my mind, was the driving force. This idea of a woman that can kick butt but also be a woman. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Dragon Fest. You're from quite a small town in America, is that is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in uh, Wyoming, is that is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, it's called. Uh, it was called Gillette, Wyoming. Gillette, Wyoming. Town. Okay. Oh yeah. Gillette, like the like the razor blades. Exactly. Yeah. What was it like living there and growing up there? Uh, well, my dad owned a martial arts school, so I, you know, my brother and I just played in there all the time when we were running around. There was a lot of land to play on. We lived in the middle of the country for most of the time there, so we would just run around and beat each other up and, you know, yeah. jump on the trampoline and, you know, uh, make fun, you know, just have fun with what we have, like dirt and rocks and, you sure. know, kid stuff back in the day. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's why martial arts was a huge force in my life because um, I grew up just playing in the dojo and yeah. that was my second home or sometimes even first home, you know. Your dad is David Johnston. He is a former uh, world kickboxing champion. Yeah, he yeah. was um, He was a five-term world kickboxing champion and a martial arts instructor. Yeah. So I guess for an inspiration growing up, I guess your dad was probably quite a big uh, factor in your life. 
Yes, he was definitely a big factor. And he, yeah. you know, he brought the martial arts world upon me. And uh, because of that, he also brought a lot of awesome martial arts films to me. And yeah. so Bruce Lee was a huge impact on my life, like so many others. And Jackie Chan and Donnie Yen and uh, Jet Li and Michelle Yeoh. And then some other awesome 80s action chicks back in the day as well. Um, and Cynthia Rothrock was pretty awesome, yeah. too. So Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I had a lot of role models as far as uh, martial arts action. Nowadays, we do have Gina Carano, or there's a lot. There's a big movement within the UFC and uh, mm-hmm. for female fighters. So, but none of that was sort of kicking off, or it was very much in its infancy back then. Did you have many sort of female role models within the martial arts? Hmm. No, hmm. not directly. Um, not surrounding me because it was a small town. But um, yeah. that's why I looked more to the films. And then uh, when I came out into Los Angeles, I met a ton of really talented female martial artists yeah. and uh, was completely blown away, uh, intimidated and inspired yeah. at the same time. Was there any sort of uh, a prejudice or anything like that towards you growing up? Or did you uh, did you not experience that? Oh, of course there was. Really? I loved it, though. Yeah, it, yeah. Just, it really always fired me up. Like, um, you know, my dad would have me uh, spar with his fighters that he was training, guys and girls, and grapple. And it just felt so much better, um, <laughs> you know, beating your opponent when they didn't expect anything from you or, or, you know, just thought you were a joke because you were a woman. Um, and I got that a lot, but that was, that really just turned into a challenge to me at some point. And, um, and also being the daughter of like a well-known being the teacher, martial arts, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Martial arts instructor in a small town, it was like, Oh, okay. You know, she's the karate, karate girl, karate kid, you know, yeah. that yeah. That kind of, so I got a lot of that. So that was very much the motivation from an early age then was that I'm going to dedicate my, my life to this. I've got to work out how to make money from doing this. Or uh, were there other subjects at high school that you were excelling in or anything that could have taken you in another direction? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want, yeah. Uh, well, I always wanted to be a photographer and I, I wanted to be a veterinarian and then I wanted to be a, a, a photojournalist. And, you know, I went through all of the things that a high school girl may go through (laughs) of trying to figure out her life. But I always kept falling back on what I loved and what I did every day anyways, you know, and that's not to say that it was the easiest thing moving forward because it, it wasn't, it just, it felt like if I did not move forward and, and take advantage of what I've learned, then I will probably not, be fulfilled with that part of myself you know yeah and just acting in general was that something that still seemed a bit far removed at that stage or did that come along later this sort of love of acting and performing yeah I started taking classes in high school and then I took more classes as I came out to Hollywood as every actor does um and yeah you know martial arts was always way more comfortable for me but um you know, I'm still falling in still love learning. more and more with acting, and I'm yeah. always still learning. And same with martial arts. You know, it's it, I'm constantly learning, and uh, yeah, I, I explore new things every time I act and I train, and you know, it's just a constant movement forward. Yeah, 
and yeah. backwards sometimes. <laughs> that's okay. It's all yeah. part of the game. So what are the classes like? Is it sort of, is it very method? Is there a sort of type of acting that you're learning at the moment? Uh, so I studied Meisner yeah. uh, mostly, and then I did method acting as well, just to, you know, kind of get a grasp on everything and, and find the proper structure for me. Because I think, you know, with everything, everyone has their own ways of doing things. So I think if you educate yourself on various ways then you can find what's right with you just with martial arts as well you know it's like you know study different things and see what works best for your body same with nutrition same with everything it's it's whatever works for you yeah um so i took several different classes and uh you know got a good structure and and once in a while i'll go back to classes but for the most part i think for me at least being on camera and writing my own things or um you know, just working, having experiences, I learn more than being in class. Hey, hey, hey! You really should be ashamed. You call that a punch? So you've graduated from high school uh, and you take this uh, uh, big leap, you go off to uh, to Hollywood. Um, were you, uh, were, did you, did you sort of have a plan in mind or were you just very much, I'll just rock up and just sort of see what <laughs> happens or, uh, uh, were your parents just like worried sick or what, what was, uh, what was the deal? A little bit of all of that. Um, yeah. I mean, I was naive. I was 18, you know, yeah. as most 18 year olds are, but my plan was to move there with a certain amount of change that I had saved up and, uh, you know, I rented this little, uh, this little guest house and, um, my plan was to get a job and also start working as an extra yeah. in films to start learning the process to take classes, you know, when I had the proper money. And uh, most of that went according to plan. I, uh, it was very hard for me to get into the industry because I'm uh, extremely shy and I'm not good at marketing myself. And, uh, you know, it always, it always amazes <laughs> me that there's so many actors that, that do say that, or, uh, you know, that they're, <laughs> that they're, that they are very shy, but you know, you you know, you choose uh, an industry where you've got to be up all the time and just uh, full of confidence. But were you, right. was that not you weren't you weren't like that at, at that stage? No, I'm still no. not like that. No. I mean, acting for me is 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 a way to express myself. You know, I'm yeah. I'm I'm given something to focus on, and then I can channel my energy through that. Like if. You know, if I have to go out and say, hi, I'm Amy, I'm amazing at this, I'm great at this, but I have all the confidence in the, in the world, that would be just a lie, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not real life for me. You were never shy when you were doing your tournaments or when you were competing and sparring or anything? You never felt shy about doing that at all? Uh, I mean, there's definitely confidence there, because I've yeah. put in the work, you know, yeah. and that's all I ever can do, and that's how I get rid of my insecurities for the yeah. most part. However... Um, I'm never fully 100% confident. You know, I think that would be a lie. So the best thing I can do, like I said, is just work hard and yeah. uh, know that I am doing the best that I can. During martial arts performance or something, that's also a way to channel my energy. And it's it's a certain um, like character in a way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's easier to just be, be that and focus on that yeah. as opposed to having to like, 
express your real emotions from no direction i guess yeah Yeah. and i guess you were winning those competitions and you must have known i'm really good at this (laughs) so i've got this yes that's definitely a confidence boost you're right Um, So what I'd like about this story is that you didn't just sort of wait around when you got to Hollywood. You did start uh, just making your own movies. And I know it's something you just touched on it earlier that you're still doing this and you're still, um, you know, doing your own fight choreography. You're putting uh, teams together. You're working on on shorts movies. Do you think that more people should be should be doing this? Uh, yes, I definitely think more people should be doing that. Uh, yeah. You know, I think in whatever you do in the industry, I think you should know other aspects of it. You know, if you're yeah. an actor, you should understand the camera because it's going to make you look better. Um, you yeah. should understand editing because that'll help you as well. And, uh, you know, vice versa. If you're behind the camera, if you're a director, you know, you should understand different aspects and they typically do, um, you know, technically, emotionally, all the different ranges. And, um yeah, I think for me at least, you know, I, I train really hard and I I have a bunch of ideas in my head and a lot of times on big jobs or even smaller jobs I don't I don't get to use all these things that I've been training or thinking about. So with short films or small independent projects with friends or a small group of people, that's really where I get to play and create and have fun and uh you know, not that other jobs aren't fun. It's just, it's, it's again, you know, having more control and yeah. being able to do things the way you would like. Your skill in Kung Fu is renowned. I'd like to compliment you, Mr. Wong. You sort of became a bit of an internet sensation. Is that, is that fair to say when your, uh, your videos were going out on YouTube? I know that the um, Amy versus Many, which, the, what was the story with that? That's just a previous thing that you were doing, was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So funny. Uh, yeah, it's so weird because you never know what's going to like be a big yeah. hit on the internet. Yeah, yeah. that was them. Um, so I started working with this team called Thousand Pounds and um, we created a lot of online content and video game related stuff, anime related sure. stuff because we were all just like geeks and we wanted to play. And then, yeah. Uh, we started gaining traction and um yeah the amy verse mini was actually a previs that we put together because we were working with a few people actually stan lee was involved and we were um creating an idea for a female character who was basically taking out a bunch of people because of you know this and that and um the concept was just me beating up a bunch of people for that piece (laughs) and uh and uh, the we didn't move forward, unfortunately, in the right direction with uh, everyone that was involved. Um, but it did gain traction on the internet, so that was cool. <laughs> Over two million views at last uh, last time I checked. So uh, yeah, that's definitely right. uh, gained traction. Yes. Did you notice the tide slightly shifting then once you'd started doing that? Yeah, um, yeah, I realized that there was a lot of power in the internet, you know, not not that I didn't realize that before. It's just I it it just hit me in the face. It's like, Amy, you have a lot of power right here. Yeah. You can put whatever you want out there and, and people can see you. You can show them what you want to. And um, I actually received a lot of jobs from that video. I I was brought in for the audition for Lady Blood Fight from that video. Really? 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's creating your own content, isn't it? That's that's the key. I mean, for everyone, it's different. Some people are really good at marketing themselves and they're yeah. good at networking and going up to people and, and you know, just befriending them. And uh, me, I just want to work and create. And so that, yeah, just working with friends and doing your own thing really makes sense for me. Moving into the stunt work, there's some really big movies on your IMDb page. There's Iron Man 3, there's Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Um, You know, these are huge Hollywood blockbuster movies. Captain America, Winter Soldier, your stunt doubling, uh, Scarlett Johansson. What was that experience like? And just working on a such a you know a behemoth production like that, and you know it's Marvel, it's you know all these Hollywood A listers. Was it was it a it's a strange experience? Uh, no, well, that was my first big experience on a full run of a film as a stunt performer and yeah. a double and. Um, Heidi Moneymaker was the other stunt double, so we had two units, and uh, so I was also working with her and uh, the Heidi's team. Great. So Heidi's she's great. amazing. Yeah. She's she's absolutely one of the best stunt women. So I learned a lot from her. Um, but that whole experience was awesome. Yeah, it was it was my first time on a really big budgeted film, and yep. um, I learned a lot. Like I said, and. Uh, I didn't get to do as much as I wanted, I would say, because Heidi was the main double, you know, because, you know, hierarchy purposes and she's incredible. So but I I did gain a lot of education on politics and how everything works. And, you know, those things that you don't you can't learn from going to film school or learn from taking a class. It's it's really the onset experience of, of how people work and how things work that you can only learn from being on set. So I learned a lot. I mean, just as an insider point of view, as I know you've done, um, uh, you know, stunt doubling on these big movies, um, you know, just how much of Scarlett Johansson are we seeing when we see Black Widow doing her <laughs> doing her thing? Because I'm guessing that, you know, with, for insurance purposes or for whatever, a lot of these you know, big actors, they, they're they there for their close-ups and then they do their dialogue scenes. But um, was she quite hands-on in, in a lot of the action scenes? Uh, well, she's amazing, first of all, and she's always very interested in doing as much as she possibly can. Yeah. Um, you know, as much as they'll let her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it, cho- it's not their choice ultimately, is it? It's sort of out of their hands as yeah, well. Yeah, unfortunately it's not unless you're Tom Cruise or somebody who's who's known as, you know, an action star who, who can do their own things. Then, yeah, it, you know, they, they don't want you to get hurt insurance purposes. And, um she definitely does as much as she can, but I would say anytime you don't see her face in a scene, then it's, you know, most likely a stunt double. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that she's there to focus on the acting and the dialogue and whatever movement she needs to get into the character and what looks good. But um, anything she doesn't have to do physically would, you know, why why have her do it? Uh, and to that end, do you, do you feel that the stunt doubles sometimes are a bit um, underappreciated, do you think? Um, I mean, that's that's the job of a stunt performer, though. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's to go in there and to possibly to, to take the risk of possibly getting hurt um, so that your actor does not get hurt, yeah. you know. So stunt people don't go in there for appreciation, I don't think. I don't think that's the job of a stunt performer. No. I think the no. job of the stunt performer is to go in and make their actor look as great as they possibly can yeah. um yeah. however i do think you know with a lot of action films there's some incredible stunt coordinating and 
um, just stunts in general that may not be as appreciated as they should with, you know, how great these films are based off the action. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's underappreciated, but I don't, you know, I don't think... Uh, I don't think that's the purpose. Oh, 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 see, I just want to kill you like dogs. Your auditions then for uh, Lady Bloodfight off the back of your, uh, you know, internet uh, videos. Was it pitched to you as a, a sort of all-female remake of Bloodsports? That was initially the concept behind it? It was pitched to me in different ways. Um you know, there's always a business side of things and there's a creative side of things. Yeah. So, uh, the business side of things was, yes, it's, you know, a female version of blood sport. Um, yeah. you know, with the idea of my dad being, uh, Van Damme and him, you know, being involved with the Kumite and me going to figure out what happened to him. Um, yeah. So it was definitely based off that. And then um, the director, Chris Nahone, came in and brought in this more spiritual side of things and tried to, tried to develop just more character sure. strength sure. and uh, additional interesting pieces, I suppose I could say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was definitely based off of a Bloodsport type film um it was actually going to be called um lady blood sport at first yeah. and yeah. so it ended up being lady blood fight which is you know not the greatest title um and i think the I film that's, that's a great title i think that's uh, a fantastic title it's, it's and you not you do not like yeah. it it's it's interesting because at first i hated it and and yeah. now i realize why it's marketed like that is because yeah. it's an interesting title and and people are like oh what is that and it gets their interest so you know but I, I do think it it's better than the title I think the film is better than the title so I think it's it's it may be confusing to people female fight squad again is is a less good title in my yeah, opinion. Yes, I know. Um, so uh, but that's actually much more of a measured dramatic yeah. uh, film than it's than the title would exactly. let on do you I mean do you think sometimes these films can be damaged in in the in the way that they're marketed oh of course absolutely yeah. uh they can be damaged from the editing and mainly the marketing 100 yeah. percent um yeah you know the title was not going to be female fight squad it was going to be something else that didn't have any of those words yeah <laughs> and uh that's when i was brought onto it and uh then you know after marketing got together they decided that would be the best way forward i think you know because suicide squad was popular at the time of the release they could use gotcha. the squad to, yeah. to tag those things and then female fight is always you know a popular word to search Touchy. so you know um i understand where marketing was coming from but like you said it's more of a dramatic film it, it's i really don't fight that much it's more of yeah, yeah it's more of absolutely a it's a measured and, performance and for yourself as yeah. well it's quite a challenging role for you because there's so much you know there's romance in there there's the action stuff it must have been quite a challenge to sort of wear quite a quite a lot of hats for for that for that film yes that was so exciting yeah. to me um because you know like i said a lot of action films are not so interesting with the characters, but there was a lot to work with there. And um, yeah. Miguel Ferrer, the director, was just awesome on getting getting certain emotions out of me and people. And he really knew how to work with actors. So he was just 
incredible to work yeah, with yeah. and gave me gave me some really fun pieces so i was excited about all that <laughs> and Dolph Lundgren was your dad in it so yeah. uh, you know you, you can't get much better than that um oh. but uh yeah was he because for a lot of the film it's it's one of those things where it's a sort of i guess you'd say it's an extended cameo probably from Dolph but uh you talk to him a lot on the on the phone and then you're mm-hmm. waiting for that bit where are you gonna be in the same shot at some point but then you are in the same shot and then it's great um but uh was he what what was he like uh you know meeting him working with him he was great you know i didn't get to work with him very much more than uh just a day that we were together but you know he got to hold the pads for me and that was cool yeah that's cool uh, you know, he was very easy to work with, so... It seems that both Lady Blood Fight and Female Fight Squads, obviously they've got 2016 release dates, but did Lady Blood Fight come first in in your sense of things? So that was your first leading role, was, was that movie? Yeah, so Lady yeah. Blood Fight was my first leading role. I think I was... I think that was 2014 when we filmed it um yeah. it just took a while to be released yeah it was it i remember that and it was like there was teasers for it there was lots of talk on the internet and uh it was like is this movie ever gonna come out we never see this movie um but were you what's your general feedback on on that movie now that now that it's out now that you've seen it um you know i'm really proud of it to be honest um it was a very difficult shoot. Um, yeah. You were in Hong Kong? Yeah, I was in yeah. Hong Kong. And uh, we were training very hard. And, you know, there's a lot of different opinions when it comes to an action film like that, where there's, you know, we want some heart in it, but we also want awesome action. And so, yeah. um, you know, there are also a lot of different languages on set. <laughs> so we yeah. had... We had a Hong Kong production team, an American production team, and then um, <laughs> the director and DP were um, French. You know, French, French. <laughs> yeah. So it was really, it was really interesting. Um, yeah. Did that make it tricky when Chris Snowhan was giving you direction? I guess from you know being your first leading role and having to deal with so much more dialogue scenes and then the on the acting side of things. You know, I mean, he made Kiss of the Dragon, which is a fantastic Jet Li film. Yeah. Was he a good mentor to you on set? He was so amazing. He yeah. helped me. He would just guided me the entire time. Uh, he, you know, he was definitely my rock through it all. Um, yeah. he was very honest with things that I did and that's, that's what I want. You know, I don't want somebody to sugarcoat things. Yeah. He was very honest up front and, um, supportive, uh, as well as always being creative and just, just like a kid in a candy shop. He yeah. loves his job so much. He loves being behind the camera and that, that passion you know, spreads onto everyone on set you know so so there was no difficulty in that at all he was incredible um it was just uh a lot of hard work not very much time and uh, a lot of you know some miscommunications which you know is very very common but um for me i was in a different position because you know a lot of times as the lead the if the film lives or dies it, you live or die with it so did you genuinely of, you you didn't think that when you were making it though did you uh i did you know for the most part i i tried to stop thinking about the pressure though because that's just probably going to get in my way yeah. i was just trying to you know focus on what was happening every day and take it day by day and just 
you know, enjoy the process and learn as much as I possibly could. But I, I do know that um, I was working very hard to do as much as I possibly could to have a, a good film. Um, and I know everybody worked very hard. Maybe it wasn't so difficult. Maybe it was just that I was the first time in that position and I really cared. So I was um, very empathetic to everything that was going on. You know, yeah. that might just be completely normal. And I just saw a different side of things. So for me, it was difficult because um, I was training harder than I usually do. And there was just more on my plate. But I, I loved it. <laughs> Yeah. I love challenges, so. Yeah, and it's difficult to know if in your first starring role, like, what the procedure's like. Is this a normal shoot? Is, is this is this going yeah. is this going well? I can't work it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I can, I can so, understand that. Yeah. And it's very different than being a stunt performer. You know, they treat you very differently. So yeah. it's just a whole different, whole different experience. Yeah, yeah. And fe- female fight squad in comparison then? I mean, you know, you weren't in Hong Kong. I guess you were filming closer to home. So uh, was that um, was that a good experience? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely a good experience. I'm, you know, I'm. I love everything that I've done. I, um, everything has its challenges, but Female Fight Squad was nice because it was in town, and I loved everyone I was working with. The challenges for that was were just more in the character and what she was going through. It was just a different type of challenge for me. It's impossible. How can you last this long? <laughs> Don't you know? We're horse trainers. I do want to touch on this because I know it's very much, you know, in the news at the moment and obviously, uh, you know, everything that was in the press uh, last year and ongoing as well. There's still stuff coming out all about this. Uh, and obviously, um, you know, there are certain allegations that have been put forward for Bay Logan, who was one of the scriptwriters, a producer of Lady Bloodfight as well. Um, the Me Too campaign, the Time's Up campaign as well that's going on with the, the mm-hmm. Golden Globes. You work in Hollywood and you've been working there for 10 years um are you is this a watershed moment have you noticed uh, things changing over there are you going to auditions or meetings and you know this is being talked about a lot more is are you noticing just generally there's there's uh the the culture is is shifting a bit over there amy what are your thoughts yes i would definitely say the culture is shifting there's a huge movement going forward and in the past few meetings I've had in the couple, last couple of weeks, you know, people have been talking about these things and being overthoughtful of of projects that have anything to do with what's going on right now and just being sensitive to it, which is wonderful. You know, we're thinking about these things and uh, I think it's a great time and a wonderful movement. So, yes, there's a huge change. You know, how can it change? You're still going to have the same guys you know, at the top of these major studios that are making these decisions? I mean, how do you see that actually, you know, that improving? Mm. Well, I think the fact that it's being talked about is the first step. You know, we can't fix anything unless we know it exists. And now we realize it exists. And I think people are realizing that, um, you know, it's it's extremely sensitive and you can lose your job from doing these things. You know, as much power as you may have, Um, you're not completely safe because women are coming together um, and I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. You know, women are a very powerful force when they come together and, you know, there's still more stories and allegations being brought up and, um, you know, I... 
I would love to say that nothing like this is ever going to happen again, but I, I do realize that that a lot of people like to abuse their power, and that's unfortunate. But I think with the awareness right now is the first step, and hopefully people just keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, Amy, it comes back to that point of creating your own content, doing your own work, getting people around you that you, uh, yeah. you know, admire, that supports uh, each mm-hmm. other and, and try and come up with stuff on, on your own merit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I was talking about before, the Internet is so powerful. And if you want to yeah. say something, if you want to create something to inspire a certain a certain crowd, it's it's all yours. You can create it with your with your phone with a cheap camera it's 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 yours to control so i think it's one of the most powerful ways to say something these days and i think that would be a good way to keep moving forward with this movement definitely okay amy i will let you go thank you so much for for talking to me i should say congratulations as well because i know you got engaged recently so oh, congratulations. thank you so <laughs> much <laughs> thanks thank you so much have a have a lovely day you too bye-bye There we go, Amy Johnston there. Really great to have her on the show. Uh, I've been a massive fan of Amy Johnston for uh, a number of years now, so can't wait to see what she gets up to next. Make sure you keep up to date with the latest Amy news by following her on Twitter and Instagram. Her handle on on both of those uh, social media platforms is at Amy E. Johnston. And of course, you can check out the latest episodes of Hero Training by subscribing to her YouTube channel. Now, I've got a little dedication that I'd like to make right here, just at the end of the show. I'd like to dedicate this episode to a very good friend of mine, the writer, journalist, artist, crazy dresser and animal lover Ali Schofield, who sadly passed away the week before last after a long battle with cancer. Uh, She was only 34 years old Uh, and I was in two minds actually whether to broadcast this but uh, I wanted to mention it for a couple of reasons, namely because I want people to read and remember her work. Uh, She was a wonderful uh, writer and she wrote for many publications uh, including her work as a columnist for The Big Issue here in the UK where she managed to write so brilliantly uh, in spite of her illness. Uh, And I wanted to raise awareness for a number of animal rights causes which were so dear to her, namely the work carried out by the RSPB, the Bingley Hedgehog Rescue, uh, and Birders Against Wildlife Crime Charities, all great uh, causes there that uh, Ali was very passionate about. Uh, Ali was an incredibly caring, funny, talented and special friend, uh, and she was also a very loyal Foo follower as well and was always incredibly supportive of uh, this show uh, right from day one Uh, and I would regularly look to her for inspiration and advice not just about the podcast but also just life in general Uh, and in fact one of my earliest memories of Ali was many moons ago uh, when we worked together on a magazine uh, called The Leeds Guide here in the UK Uh, And I remember her telling me early on that as a kid, she was a really big Bruce Lee fan. uh, And I knew straight away that uh, this was someone that I wanted to get to know uh, and to be my friend as well. So there we go, old girl. 
you will continue to inspire me and hopefully many others uh, through the legacy that you've left. And um, thank you very much for all the good times. Okay, folks, sorry to end on that. Uh, and, and that would actually piss Ali off as well because, um, you know, to end on such a downer because she was such a warm and uh, positive person. Uh, so I'm going to adopt some of her lively, positive attitude now uh, and end by saying uh, thank you so much for your continued support uh, with this podcast. Thank you also to Sue Cole at the Fighting Spirit Film Festival for arranging my conversation with Scott. Uh, a big thank you to Scott and, uh, and Amy as well for your time. Uh, and as always, a big thank you to George Dennis for his ongoing technical support. If you want to get in touch with me, please do send me an email at hello at kungfumovieguide.com uh, and I will be back next week with another episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. I'll see you then. Bye for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.